Hey there, Fletcher and All Things Overlanding here, and today I'm in the car. I'm going to be talking about a topic that I've been thinking about a lot, and that is the new 2024 Land Cruiser, also the Tacoma, and I want to talk a little bit about the Bronco and kind of how these new vehicles are impacting overlanding and off-roading in general, and what I think is going to be a pretty big impact on the future of overlanding. So if you want to learn more about that, if you want to hear more about that, I'd also love to hear if you're on YouTube, your feedback on this topic. So post up in the comments below, let me know your thoughts. But without further ado, let's get into the new Land Cruiser, Tacoma, and the Bronco, and kind of how they're impacting the way overlanding is going to be done in the future. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, so as I mentioned in the intro today, I'm talking about, you know, the thing that everybody's talking about, right? This new Land Cruiser. It's pretty polarizing the way that it looks. Honestly, the first time I saw it, I kind of thought it was maybe like a pre-render or kind of a joke. Like, I wasn't a big fan of the headlights. Um, I think the side profile is beautiful. I think it's amazing. I like the way that it calls homage to, like, the older Land Cruisers and stuff. Um, so I'm a fan of it overall, but it is a little bit polarizing just the way that it looks. So you kind of have to get around that, right? But I think that for like the true Toyota enthusiasts, actually it's polarizing there too. So I'm not going to pretend like they all love it, but I think that they will, right? And I'm sure that it'll be a great vehicle. But how is this going to change overlanding? And what does this have to do with that, right? So you'll notice that there are some important changes with this new Land Cruiser. Historically, the Land Cruisers have kind of been like top of the food chain, flagship SUV, very, very expensive, very, very luxurious, big motors, right? That kind of thing. And with the new one, they're obviously going to a little bit different approach, right? They're trying to lower that entry point. They're trying to lower the beginning price of the vehicle. They've gone with a smaller motor in the truck so that the cost can come down a little bit. And there's a reason for that, I think, in my opinion. And I think a large part of that is the success of the Bronco. So, you know, whether you love or hate the Bronco, the Bronco has been an awesome, awesome thing to push the industry forward as far as like factory capability goes, right? I think that it's a great retro looking sort of new vehicle. So for folks that love older vehicles, but want, you know, the reliability and the lower mileage of say a brand new vehicle, then that Bronco appeals to those people, right? And as it's taken chunks out of Jeep sales, you know, Jeep has kind of just sat there and been, you know, like, we're just gonna wait and see. Now there's the 392, there are some exciting things that Jeep has come out with, but none of them really compete too much with the Bronco from a newness and excitement factor. But the Land Cruiser, of course, brings you Toyota reliability and the Toyota nameplate, but by getting a lower price point, you're kind of in that Bronco territory. So I think they're trying to take a chunk out of that instead of appealing to, you know, say maybe the, the rich soccer moms, that type of demographic that has kind of become known with the Land Cruiser, right? So that's where I'm really excited about and what, again, made me think about this topic. So I wanted to talk a little bit about 
how that Bronco and that new Land Cruiser are impacting overlanding and what I think will change in the future. So let's get into, you know, some of the important things about those vehicles that I think will change the way that, you know, we look at overlanding in the future. And I'm going to tie this a little bit to the new 2023 vehicle that I that I just bought. So, you know, if you follow the channel, you know that I just bought a 2023 Frontier Pro 4X. I'm in it right now. I'm driving it. Um, the reason I bought that is because I had an older Frontier, right? I love the Frontier. It's a great truck. I had an Xterra before that. I love that Xterra. Reliable vehicles, solid vehicles. They didn't change them a lot, which actually, historically, I like that about Nissan, that they don't change them much because then you get you know, a much less expensive cost of maintenance and replacement parts for the vehicles. You get more aftermarket support because it's been around for longer with no changes. So I've liked that for a really long time. And this third truck is a pretty revolutionary change to the second gen, but not that much. The frame is basically the same under the truck. The bed is basically the same on the truck. It looks nicer. It looks better. It's got a better interior, but that's about it. It's basically the same truck. The most off-road capable you can get this truck is the Pro 4X with slightly smaller than 32-inch tires, some really cheapy, crappy skid plates, and a rear locker. And that's it. In the new uh, Land Cruiser, you can get front and rear lockers, I believe. I'm not an expert, so you know, correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. But it's going to have a ton of off-road capability from the factory, and I think that's going to appeal to a lot of us. You know, overlanding became a bigger thing in the U.S. from a term standpoint. People searching it and searching on YouTube and stuff, maybe. Five to ten years ago, it kind of started to really gain quickly in popularity. I started my channel about, you know, four years ago. Started actually making videos for my channel about four years ago. And uh, at that time, nobody was really talking about overlanding. Like, it existed. It was a, it was a thing for sure in Australia. It was, they were making YouTube videos about it and stuff. But there wasn't as much here in the U.S. So as it's gained in popularity, you know, a lot of us like myself, I'm in my early 40s. So I've hit a point now where... I'm kind of over the boy racer, like doing a ton of modifications in my garage. I make a little bit better money now. I want something that's going to be reliable, that's going to get a little bit better gas mileage, that's going to be a good investment for me to be able to go overlanding, but also drive it around town and stuff, pick up my kids from school, hence the Ford seat or the four-door Frontier. And so, you know, I'm a perfect example of this where now I have a brand new uh, Frontier that I also take overlanding, but also use as a daily driver. And I really think that that's going to be a trend that you're going to continue to see. Again, in the past, you pretty much had to modify everything, right? It was very uncommon to get a very capable vehicle with bigger tires, more ground clearance, armor, you know, bumpers with winches, that kind of thing. It just wasn't something that manufacturers were interested in doing. And as a result, you had to modify everything. So like this truck, even because this truck is not that new, because they haven't really made any revolutionary changes, because it's basically the same as a second gen Pro 4X, I already have started. I put a two inch lift on it. I put a bed rack on it. I've started to modify it. I'm going to have to put a front bumper on it so I can put my winch back in it. You know, there's things that I just can't do in this truck that I could do in the old truck. And you can't get those options from the factory. Even if I wanted to pay for them, they're not even options that are available from Nissan for this truck. However, with the changes coming from the new 2024 Tacoma, from the new Land Cruiser, from the new uh, Bronco, newer Bronco, right? Like, you can now get winches. Uh, the Colorado is a good example. The new Chevy Colorado has a ton of really nice features coming along with it now, uh, like built-in factory winches, steel bumpers, uh, 33 and 35-inch tires from the factory are becoming an option, better lockers, you know, that kind of thing. And so that's kind of where I see it going is as, as we overlanders historically get a little bit older, have a little bit more money, 
we're not going to want to be wrenching in the garage every weekend. And again, agree with me or disagree with me down in the comments. If you're on the podcast, jump over to Facebook, jump over to Instagram, jump over to YouTube and leave a comment with your thoughts too. I'd love to hear from you guys as well. But that's kind of where my mind is going, right? I feel like with these new vehicles being more and more capable, more and more rugged from the factory, you get warranty on those things, which is a benefit to people like myself that, you know, again, are getting a little bit older and don't want to lay on my back in the garage all weekend working on something. Those are benefits for all of us, right? And the other really nice thing, and let's kind of end with this third sort of section here. The really nice thing that's going to come out of this is just the fact that I think there's going to be a lot more options. Like again, right now you've got new Land Cruiser, new Tacoma, new uh, Colorado, the Bronco. The Ford Ranger is kind of in the same boat as the Nissan Frontier where it's, it's a rugged, capable thing. There is the Raptor, so that is an option, but you're up in the $60,000, $70,000 range. So you got to consider that. But a lot of these new vehicles, as they start to push, then a lot of these manufacturers are going to kind of get on the bus for doing more factory modifications stock and covering them under warranty, which I think will drive the industry. I also think it's going to force aftermarket uh, parts manufacturers to get a little more creative, right? Like they're going to have to find ways with steel bumpers being more readily available on vehicles and winches being more readily available on vehicles. They're going to have to find ways to differentiate, to make better products, to make more interesting products, which again, I think is going to be a positive influence and a positive impact on the overlanding industry as a whole. So those were my thoughts on how the new Land Cruiser, Tacoma, Chevy Colorado, Bronco, Ranger, etc. are going to drive changes in the overlanding marketplace. What do you guys think? Again, if you're on YouTube, post up in the comments down below. Let me know what you think. If you are on the podcast, jump over to YouTube or jump over to my other channels and, uh, there are links in the description down below and join the conversation over there. I'd love to hear from you. Also in the description down below are links to my website where I've got patches and stickers, awesome overlanding, camping, funny patches and stickers. Check those out. There's a link to my Patreon group where we've got a 24-7 Discord that's a lot of fun. We all chat about our rigs and gear and that sort of thing. And then last but not least, there is a link to the Newbie Overlanders group on Facebook. Totally free to join. Tons of awesome members in it. Really super helpful, authentic, genuine group. So if you're looking for something that's different from the bigger groups, definitely check that out. Um, but again, thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.